Hello and welcome. This is Alan, uh, on the Therapy Guy, and these podcasts are everything about mental health, all the services that are related to that, the different therapies you can access. But it's about informing you, educating you, ask, answering your questions about mental health. We really encourage you to send in your questions, to send in your feedback, and we'll answer them all in different podcasts throughout these series. We issue one each week, so we're going to cover lots of subjects that range from young person therapy, CBT, to just the effects mental health have on us. Today, we're going to be talking about relationship therapy. That difference between couples or families, those sorts of things. And we've got a fantastic relationship therapist with us tonight called Mark. He's going to introduce himself in a minute. And then I've got some lovely questions for him that have been sent in by you guys for him to answer all about relationship therapy. So welcome, Mark. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to live up to the fantastic bit, but uh, thank you for uh, inviting me in to do this with the therapy guy. Uh, My name is Mark and I am a relationship therapist and have been now for around six years. Um, that involves all types, all types of things, all types of uh, problems that people might have, and putting putting them back together again. And that's basically what I do. Okay, great. Yeah. So we'll, we'll sort of go get started. We'll go straight into some questions, and then at the end we'll, we'll have a conversation about different things, about different things about your work, if that's okay, Mark. Yeah. But uh, some of the questions that have been asked, one of them is. What could I expect? So if I'm coming to you for relationship counselling, what can myself and my partner expect from you? Well, you can expect um, a, a caring uh, environment, uh, an environment which is going to nurture the two of you. It's going to allow the two of you to have a voice. Sometimes sometimes we, we, we end up in a relationship where we kind of lose our voice, if you like. So I'm going to I'm going to create an environment that the two of you can talk in. I'm going to create an environment that the two of you are allowed to talk in. I'm going to create an environment where you are uh, very calm and very very comfortable to be in. And that's what hopefully you can expect from me. Okay, great. So that sounds actually fabulous. So if I you know just imagine if I if I'm there and if I'm obviously coming to you, does that and that might mean that or might indicate that my relationship. We might be in a bit of trouble, we might, we might be difficult at that time, we might go going through a difficult time. So what about if one of us gets angry, what's going to happen then? Well, if one, uh, when you're in the room, there is, there is tension in the room. What's going to happen if you both get angry, or if one of you get angry? <clears throat> we expect emotion to, to be in the room. We, we, absolutely, we absolutely would have emotion in the room. If you were to get angry... That my, my role at that point is to try to, to contain that and to try to work out what that anger is all about and, and sift through it, look through it, see where, see where it's coming from and shut it down really and make sure that uh, when we talk, we actually talk and not shout. Okay, so, and you know, I know for my work as well, it, it, I suppose it's really about it, it, when it crosses a line, when it becomes too personal, you know, we don't allow that to happen in the room because... We, we don't want it getting to that extent, do we? We don't want uh, it to be, coming, uh, to be coming to a part where it is getting to that extent, no. So we will, we will have 
methods that we will use to make sure that that doesn't happen. If if it gets too, or if it becomes violent, we will have to make sure that that, that, that session stops right there. Okay. So, you know, what about me? I mean, uh, you know, you're, you're a guy, I'm a guy, so are you going to side with me in the room? Because, you know, we, we've got to stick together, haven't we? Mm. I have to be as impartial as possible. Okay. I have to actually look direct down the centre of the line. <clears throat> I can't be seen to be siding with one or another. It is a very common occurrence that people think that I'm going to side with one or another, or or if I'm going to hear an issue that I think it's going to it's going to touch my heartstrings and I'm going to I'm going to uh, associate with that person. That is not what I'm there for. What I'm there for is to make sure that the the both of you get an equal say. Okay. So uh, I mean, on that note, you, you, you raised it there. You, you mentioned. So so what sort of issues? You know, do, do, do couples or families or whatever what do they what do they bring in when they come to you for relationship therapy when they come in there is as many different issues i suppose as people walking through the door um a lot of issues especially with especially with the relationship side they they can range from infidelity right through to uh, uh the couple actually getting to a point where they're going to split up they can the connection um uh, also uh, communication issues might be there there could be trust issues uh, and and we have to look at all those. <clears throat> there might be just as something as simple as as the couple aren't uh, they've been together for a long time and they haven't they haven't talked they can't talk to each other anymore. And so that what happens then is we bring that back into the room. We bring the connection back into the room, especially with a long term relationship. Sometimes the connection can get lost. Okay, so honestly, again, you 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 touched on it briefly there. You know, if there is sort of that. Uh, maybe an infidelity, uh, obviously, or you know, some, one of one of the one of those people have done something that's really upset the other person or betrayed some of their trust. Can, can that be rebuilt? Can, you know, can I rebuild the trust with my partner? You know, through working with you in relationship therapy. Absolutely, um, and when I say absolutely, there there is a downside to that because sometimes the trust cannot be repaired. <clears throat> so if we have if we have a trust issue. We have to look at what the trust issue is. Can it be repaired? If the two of you want that to work, then it will. Then then it will work. You have to find that middle ground where the compromise, where the two of you are going to say, right, okay, this is what we can do. Trust is a very slow thing to repair, and I and I won't I won't emphasise that enough. It won't happen overnight, but it can happen if you want it to. Okay, great. So yeah, I mean, all, all of this sounds sounds sounds. Sounds great, you know, and I know I, you know, I'm sort of digging a little bit deeper here, but you know, so, so are you saying this is going to save my relationship? Now that's a good question. Is it going to save your relationship? I can't put my hand on my heart and say that this is going to save your relationship. If you want the relationship to be saved, absolutely, it's the right thing to do. Sometimes we have people in the room, and we have to be honest with them. We have to be con what a word called congruent. If if the relationship is 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 going to fall apart, sometimes relationships will fall apart. It's inevitable. We we don't always can't always uh, put them back together. I always say to a couple in the room, be uh, be careful what you what you would like because sometimes it's not what you're after. But if we can put this back together, and if the two of you really want to work at it, then yes, it can. Yeah, I suppose that's a common reception really that uh, I've encountered too is that when people come in. Well, they do presume that we sort of hold all the answers, don't they? They, 
that he was doing that, this therapy is about talking to us, we're going to give them this magic wand, yes? And it, is, it does involve some work, doesn't it? Like anything, like any sort of you know, relationship, it involves a little bit of effort, uh, a lot of work for both of them, doesn't it? I always, tell, I always say to people that right from the start that I don't have a magic wand because if I had a magic wand, I'd have people beating the door down and I'd be retired by the end of the week. I don't have that. I don't have those those answers for them. The answers usually are within them. We gain them to make sure that they find the answers that they're after. I can't give you the answer. That's the one thing I can't do. I can point you in the right direction, but I can't actually tell you what to do. Okay, so. You know, here we are. We're in this session, yes, uh, and just about, just about, you know, similar to real life. You know, I'm sitting there, and we're having this sort of maybe family therapy or relationship therapy with my partner, and you know, I'm sort of taking a dislike to you. You know, so maybe one of the people in that room at that time doesn't like the therapist. What happens then? Again, again, that's a very common thing to happen. Uh, I, I'm, I don't always connect with everybody. If you, if you really dislike the therapist, it is, it is absolutely fine for you to mention that. I'm not going to get offended by you telling me you don't like me because I didn't always connect with everybody that I've ever seen. In, that, in, a, in a case like that, what we'll do is we'll work for your best interest. I don't, I, I'm not saying that you have to sit in front of me. What I'm saying is if you do not like me or if there is a dislike there or you just don't trust me, then I will do the best I can to make sure that you get the person that you that, that you're going to enjoy sitting in front of. Because if you didn't, if you don't trust the person in front of you, then no work's going to get done. Okay, great. I mean, yeah, I totally understand that. I mean, if we start to look a bit deeper, because obviously maybe after a few sessions or some of the one of the issues that you know, a lot of couples bring uh, is definitely based around intimacy, from my experience. So, is it a given? You know, do, do we have to talk about our sex, you know, our intimacy, you know, our personal relationship in, in, in your room? You don't have to talk about uh, your intimacy at all. If what you've come for is an intimate problem, then yes, of course, at some point I'm going to ask you how your intimacy is within the relationship. If the problem is absolutely unrelated to that, if it's a trust issue, if it's, if it's a boundary issue, then I'm not going. To, I'm not going to ask you about your intimacy because it doesn't actually make uh, any adds anything to the conversation that we're going to have. Okay. And what about sort of you know moving on? Obviously, we we've had this sort of we've had our session. Yes. You know uh, what, what should we do after? Should we should we talk about the session? Should we should we wait or and keep it inside until the next session to to talk about something? Uh, you know, if again, if I'm playing devil's advocate, I don't want to go home and have an argument over what wasn't said in the session. So what what should I do? Right. If you're not going to, if you're going to just talk about what you're going to talk about within the session, I always say to people, there's 168 hours in a week. If you're always going to save that up for one hour sitting in front of me, you're missing 167 hours where you could be talking about it. Now, <clears throat> what I'm going to say to you is, is quite simple. If you didn't take that away from the session, if you can talk within the session, then you can talk outside of the session. Sometimes, and, and inevitably, it absolutely does work this way, that the people that do take information away from that and talk about it at home, it doesn't have to be an argument because we're going to give you techniques to diffuse arguments as well. 
But if you can talk about all these issues away from, then when you come to the session, you're, you're, you're already setting up uh, goals that you can actually tangibly touch and see and, and, and work towards. And that's going to help you within the session. So, uh, you know, I was talking about obviously outside of the session, uh, what's going to happen? Are, are you going to uh, sort of set us homework today? Is there tasks that we're going to do? We, uh, do we have, have we got to sit and talk to each other? Uh, is there homework or, or forms that are going to fill in outside? What happens? I'm not going to tell you that you have to talk to each other. What I'm going to say is communication is absolutely the key here. But... But am I going to set you homework? Sometimes, yes, I am. I'm going to ask you to do things. I'm going to ask you to uh, sit down and have conversations with each other. Am I going to get you to fill out forms? Sometimes I will. Sometimes I won't. It depends on the. It depends totally on the the people that you have in front of you. If you know that that's not going to work for them, then you don't give it to them. If some people want homework, then yes, we're going to find it, and and again, you're going to engage within that. And when you bring it back, you're going to you, you're going to present that, and we're going to talk about those those things and those issues and how they rose. Okay, more or something. Yeah, it's actually right. So uh, yeah, we're sort of going to start winding up, really, and uh, start coming to the end because some of the questions you covered quite a lot of the questions I've got. Yeah, you know? uh, but one of the sort of main ones that I have to sort of end on, uh, you know, there's, there's two parts to this really. One is, you know, why why should why should somebody come into relationship therapy? What what's their advantages? You know, relationship therapy or family therapy. Why should they contact someone like yourselves? Sometimes when a relationship or a family start to break down, we don't know why they're breaking down. We try everything we can to hold that together. Sometimes that we're looking for answers and we can't find them. That puts a lot of pressure on a relationship. Coming into someone like myself, a professional like myself, we can see that from a different perspective, a different point of view, and we can find, we we can we can look from the outside in, and we can give we can give you perspectives that you may not have actually thought of before, and it gives you a lot of knowledge to take away with as well. Okay, brilliant. And last last thing, I'm trying to end on a bit of a positive. Yes, so maybe you could tell us. Uh, maybe what you really enjoy uh, about uh, sort of your relationship therapy work, uh, and maybe even even just a, a small, slight success success story for Andal. What I enjoy about relationship work is the fact that I watch two people who come in my room. Sometimes they feel that there is absolutely it's completely black and it's all over. What I enjoy about my work is when I watch those two people reconnect and reconnect to each other again, find out what it was that they actually really wanted, really liked about themselves to start with, really, really what loved about each other when they first got together. And finding that connection and bringing it back is an absolute amazing thing for me to see as a therapist. Uh, maybe a small success story that just springs to mind? I had uh, a couple who came in to me once and it was a vicar, a uh, vicar and his wife, and they could not... He, he, his, his job actually is to talk to people and he could not talk to his wife. Now, what he did in the end was we, we, would then, we would then reconnect the two of them. They actually started talking. They actually started actually laughing and being themselves again because he was, his wife would tell me that he was caught up on being a vicar 
And actually, that was his job. That was exactly what he was caught up on. But first of all, he forgot who he was. So we we got him to actually rem- to actually bring back the identity that he had before before he became a vicar. Now this this ended up with the couple actually leaving, and uh, actually going on a second honeymoon. And it was absolutely brilliant to watch it. And uh, uh, as a therapist, I was invited to that second. They 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 actually re- redid their vows, and I was invited to it. But uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to go because uh, there's a boundary issue there. Uh, but it was really nice to receive the comments from them to say how well that they would they had reconnected and and redone their vows again. Okay, lovely. So I'm sure you'd like to join me in saying thank you, Mark, for for coming in today. Yeah, it's been it's been great to sort of hear your answers and responses to the questions that have been set. Uh, uh, I really enjoyed hearing about your work and you know, the fantastic stuff that you do every day. So, so about, and we're going to come to the end now. And if you've got any questions that you'd like to set for Mark in the future, I'm sure we can invite him back in again. Uh, he's going to be coming in a couple of different times, telling us about different things that are happening. Uh, please leave your feedback, comments as usual. Uh, and for today, we're going to sign off now. Thanks for listening. It's great to hear you. Thanks to Therapy Guide.